0: Welcome back to the Everyday Lions Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome back guys to another episode. On Monday, I had my pride interval group do some 300 meter sawdust hills on jog recovery. If you live in Devonport and you know this area, you will be aware of how good this surface is to train on. It's got an awesome gradient and it's a tough little session. Had a couple of new runners come along to Devonport and Ulverston this week, and they both train well. The Ulverston crew did some 400-meter efforts on a minute standing recovery. If you are interested in the Everyday Lions group training, you can head over to www.everydaylions.org and check this out. Uh, Friday this week, I also had some Cubs training starting this will be every Friday at 4.15 p.m. at Meercroft. It'll be for kids aged between 10 and 14. If you'd like more information about that, you can also head over to www.everydaylions.org. I would love your kids to join the CUB training. I finished all my assignments with my diploma, and this takes a year off my social work degree. It's just an awesome feeling. I've been at this for about 18 months now. Um, I feel a bit lost actually. I keep thinking that I've got homework to do, but I don't, and that's just an awesome feeling. Uh, My bachelor won't start till February next year. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'll do in this time. I'll hopefully try and grow my business a little bit more. might even do a short course in that time. Okay, to this Sunday. If you're an athletics nut like me, and you love your marathon running, you'll be aware of the clash between Kip Chago and Bikila, It'll be awesome. I think the time that they have in mind is 2.01.30 Yeah, I mean if you know anything about distance running you'll know that clip is absolutely moving So if you're looking for something to do this Sunday, tune into this. I think it's gonna be on YouTube maybe. Uh, I don't think Foxtel has the coverage, but I know YouTube will and it'll just be awesome to watch okay i started back running myself i've ran 13 kilometers last week um i'm hoping to get to 18 and 19 kilometers this week i don't have any goals i just want to enjoy it because this is something that i wasn't enjoying at all um yeah and and when you're not enjoying the sport uh you know it's it's not good so that's the one thing that i have been doing is enjoying my running again And yeah, I just wanna get fitter from week to week. Okay, to this week's guest. This week's guest is Nicole Perry. She's from Devonport. She was an ex-nurse, now she's a dentist. She won the Devonport gift as an 18 year old. She's won Bernie 400 meter twice. She's three times state champion over the 800 meters. She's won two medals at the national under 23 championships. She is part of Gunners Runners and she's been coached by previous podcast guest Mick Gunson. She's such a role model for this group as she's been in that group so long. I just enjoyed Nicole's time. She's so bubbly and uh, she puts a smile on your face. Uh, please reach out to Nicole if you enjoyed this podcast. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lions podcast, and happy running. Welcome to the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Today's guest is Nicole Perry. If you haven't heard of Nicole Perry, uh, you might have been living under a rock. She's been in the local newspaper about a minute and a half times. She's won the state championship uh, over 800, three or four times, and she's a regular at the local carnivals here on the coast. Are you there, Nicole? Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. How's your day, Boone?
1: It's been quite nice, actually. Yeah, That's it's nice good. and busy at work and then went down to Meercroft after work. So yeah, it's all in all, it's been quite good.
0: Great. And what did you do at Meercroft? What was on the... Uh... Uh,
1: look, I've actually spent the last three months with an injured knee, um, which I had a jab into on Wednesday. So all I did was just 2K of jogging. Great. So I'm um, just easing back into it at the moment, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And um, how long have you been back jogging?
1: Uh, two days. Two days. <laughs> so yeah great. This is just the, the second job since um the injection on Wednesday. Yeah,
0: awesome. Mm. And did you want to tell the listeners what you do for work?
1: Uh, yeah, I spend eight hours a day looking at people's mouths. So <laughs> okay. I work, as, work <laughs> as a dentist in town.
0: Yeah, cool. And, yeah. and is that a profession that you've always done?
1: No, no. I was a registered nurse uh, before I decided to go back and do dentistry. So I worked in emergency. Um, at the Mersey, at Cannes Space Hospital, and then a bit in Alice Springs, um, and then decided that I wanted a little bit of a change of career and a new challenge and went off to uni to study dentistry, and I've now been graduated for almost two years.
0: Wow. That, yeah. You, <laughs> you make it sound like it was really quickly, but it wasn't. That's yeah. <laughs> no. that, that, that time's gone really quickly, because I remember when you uh, first started this journey. So... That's great. Yeah,
1: cool. I guess it has. Yeah, it was long, I suppose. The five years at uni was long, but it seemed to go quite quickly. Um, yeah. And I think I had a lot of fun in Cairns studying. And so that made it go probably quicker than I would have liked because uni life was very social and very fun.
0: Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'd love to talk about dentistry all day, but we're a running <laughs> podcast. So we've got to talk about some running. How did you actually get into the running?
1: Oh, yeah, way back 19 years ago. Um, I was in high school at Devonport High and the Institute used to do like a talent search um, program. Um, So I did that and it was all based off the beep test. So if you did well on the beep test, they would send you off to the second stage of testing and then put you into a sport and then allocate you a coach. And so I did that in year seven and I don't know, did okay on the beep test. And then I went to the next stage of testing and thought beauty, like I want to do athletics. They'll stick me with a coach and they put me in cycling (laughs)
0: Oh, really? Oh, wow. And found me a cycling
1: coach and I was like, this is not what I want to do. And they're like, oh, well, bad luck. You've got to wait till the testing next year. Um, And then you might get to do athletics. And I was like, oh, God, so another 12 months. And then I finally did the testing again and then got put with Gunner.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
1: Um, Yes, that was really good. And I've basically been coached by Gunner ever since.
0: Yeah. And were were you a natural runner? Like, were you a runner that would win your school carnival quite easily or...? Primary
1: school, I used to do okay, but my parents never, um, I think they just made me do, or not made me, they suggested I do team sports, um, which was really good. So I did netball and basketball, which I was okay at. And when it came to the school carnivals, I used to, I suppose I used to win um, a few things in the state carnivals. Um, Yes, I suppose so, but they never, ever pushed me into it. So I didn't really start training properly until I was 15.
0: Great. And what events are your events For anyone who's tuning in to this podcast, did you want to tell them
1: that? Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, 800 is my main event, so that's the event that I run um, nationally. And then my second event is kind of the 400, which I really enjoy probably more than the 800, but um, I'm not fast enough to do that nationally. So I usually do that um, state-wise, I suppose.
0: Great. And you mentioned Mick Gunson, your coach, Mm -hmm. and you've been with him 19 years. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That only seems like yesterday as well, but that's okay. <laughs> I can't believe that's 19 years. Wow. Yeah. And, and what does this relationship mean to you? Because you guys are pretty tight. And,
1: yeah, we are yeah. pretty tight, actually, Gunner and I. Um, I don't know. I suppose he's almost like a father figure to me, I suppose. like Gunner and I have done so much travelling together over the years. Um, he's helped me like outside of athletics, so with school when I used to study maths and all that sort of stuff. Um. yeah, so I guess he's just been in my life for so long <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> he's definitely more than just a coach. And, like, I was friends with Gunner's daughters the whole way through school. So I've sort of known him since I was very, very young. So our relationship definitely is, I guess, more than just a coach and athlete. It's definitely, um, yeah, something that's really important to me and I'm sure we'll continue it once I finish athletics.
0: Yeah, great. And <laughs> so you're part of Gunner's runners. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you want to explain a little bit about this for – Anyone who's tuning in, what you guys do and where you train and what a, a typical training week looks like for you at the moment?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, at the moment, my training week looks very much like I look at the bottom of the pool for about 20K a week. But, but usually yep. <laughs> um, the squad is split at the moment. So we usually have a junior group that train first and then a more senior group that trains second. So usually there's about four... Um, I guess, squad sessions per week. And they're usually on a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. And they usually go for about an hour and a half. Um, so that's usually all interval work really. And then on the other days, we're just sort of all doing long runs. So that's sort of the typical structure, I guess, for most of us.
0: Great. For the and, week. Yeah, cool. And so you're approaching track season, but you're injured. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what, what are your goals looking like for the season? Did you want to peak maybe a bit later because you are injured or is it just to get some fitness back and then?
1: Yeah, look, um, I'm not that young anymore. So (laughs) I'd really love to have another really good season. Um, I think because I've just spent the last three months, not actually doing any running to think that I'd be running at nationals again is probably, um, not very achievable. So I think I probably won't even have the fitness for 800. So I'll probably, if I can get back and do some racing, it'll probably be over the 400s, which I'm happy with. Um, I'd really like to get, yeah, just another States um, done, I suppose. And then I get married in January. So yeah. after that, we'll see what happens, but hopefully look at kids and that kind of thing. So it might be yes. my last um, season before I start to have a few little people, hopefully.
0: Yeah, but that's exciting. That's, uh, that's something to really look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And kids, hopefully in the future, did you see mm-hmm. yourself uh, being a coach to them? Because I know you got your coaching qualification. Yeah, um, I have. You have a Google. Um, it's, it's amazing what you find on Google
1: these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did quite a lot of coaching when I was in Cairns, actually. Um, yeah. But I haven't done so much in Tassie. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess at some stage, perhaps. But for now, I still really enjoy like being involved in the sport. And with that and work, and Gunnar, obviously being the main coach, I'd, there probably isn't really a need for me to do much coaching. But yeah, in the future, potentially.
0: Yeah, great. And... Uh, did you want to run through your PBs for me? Uh, we'll go from oh, two hundred yeah. because you're a lot speedier <laughs> than me, actually. Like, so <laughs> you, you probably reckon you don't have a lot of speed, but you do. So, no. Well,
1: <laughs> my two hundred meter PB, I ran I think when I was nineteen. Yeah. Um. So that's twenty twenty five nine. I ran, Great. and I wouldn't get anywhere near that now. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Um, my four hundred meter PB is fifty six five, and I think I ran that when I was maybe twenty three. Yeah. And my eight hundred meter PB, I ran just two seasons ago, actually, um, and that's 208.0, which is quite right. frustrating.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and did you want to uh, elaborate a little bit on on nationals and the qualifying and and what what happens there for runners, what they have to do and the qualifications I need to make to to go to nationals.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Most or all of the national events have qualifying times. So it's, I guess it's different to a sport like basketball where if you're in the top 15 in the country, then you probably get picked in the team. I don't know, something like that. Um, But with athletics, there's a qualifying standard for all of the events. So the qualifying standard for the 800 is 210. So you have to run under 210 to go. Um, With the exception of if you're from Tassie or the NT, you can come in the top three at States and still go. Uh, Although if that was me, I probably wouldn't want to go unless i had done the qualifying time, (laughs) I don't think.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: And I think they usually base their qualifying times for each of the events um, with the hope that they'll get about 25 people, I think, per event. Um, Obviously, if they make the time to 20, they're going to end up with half the country there and then you would have heats semis and all that sort of stuff so yeah i think that's um all probably to tell you about that
0: yeah great and so you say that they have heats and semis so you've been on a few national trips like you've been to a few nationals Mm, yeah uh is there any one particular nationals that you've been really proud of
1: Oh, probably the the most or the highlight for me probably was under 23s, I think. And that's purely because I came away with two silver medals in the 400 and the 800. Um, and that's the only time I've meddled nationally. So they've definitely been my favourites, I suppose. But even now, any nationals is great. Like I just think um, yeah. just to still run at that standard or anyone who's able to run at that standard, I still just really enjoy um, that kind of aspect and I guess I don't go to nationals like a lot of other athletes planning on winning um yep. but to still be able to mix it with the best in Australia is um still really exciting I suppose
0: and it's the friendships you make too I just know um <laughs> like I just I've got friends all over Australia just because they're running and and it's awesome and you see them maybe once or twice a year but it's still nice and you've got somewhere to stay or someone to contact or touch base about training or anything which is great
1: yeah, absolutely, and I've still got, I think, actually you and I were probably on the same state trip, I reckon, to Victoria when yep. we were maybe under 15s and a few of the boys there who were in the New South Wales team, I'm still quite good friends with and so I go wow. to nationals now and they're actually there coaching. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. yeah. so
1: that's pretty <laughs> cool, yeah.
0: yeah it makes you feel old, doesn't it? <laughs> it
1: makes me feel really old.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any plans to run, like, a little bit longer at all or, or you reckon you'll, like, I mean, like, because you've got – kids you might have kids but after that is that something you you might look at
1: yeah i've got this really like i think i'm definitely one of those type a personalities who plans out their whole life to a t yeah whether it actually <laughs> happens who knows yeah. um, but my plan is to maybe take some time off and have some kids and then go back and try and run 1500s and maybe 5ks or something because they're events that i've never actually done so right. I sort of think if I try and go back and run 800s, I'll be disappointed because I'm not going to run 27 or 28. But because I don't have a PB for the 1500, whatever I do, I'll probably be happy with. So that's kind of my loose plan. (laughs)
0: No, (laughs) sounds good. And uh, you've mentioned some of your injuries early on in this podcast. Mm -hmm. Did you want to go back from the start? And one thing that stands out for me is that you'll get a good patch together and then you'll get injured and you spend a lot of time in the pool. Did you want to retrace some of these injuries right from the start up to present day?
1: I reckon if I started from the start of my injuries, we'd we'd be here all night probably. But yeah, look, over the last nine years I've had probably not that many seasons actually where I haven't had a decent injury.
0: Um,
1: And I think, Like, it's just been a range of stuff, like a lot of stress fractures in my feet or that sort of thing. And I guess that just comes with doing sort of 60K a week um, for 19 years. Um, So I think it's just the cross-training, I guess, that's kept me in the sport and just the love of athletics that actually makes you turn up and spend every single day in the pool, either swimming or deep water running. But deep water running keeps (laughs) you super, super fit, even though it's just boring as anything <laughs> yeah. um, it keeps you really fit and I think it still allows you to come out after like eight weeks of pool running and still run quite well so yeah yeah
0: um I can be a total advocate for that I've done my share <laughs> fair share of pool running ah uh, <laughs> yeah I think I, I don't know about you I think that the biggest thing annoys me is the little kids that jump beside you and yes you, and, so you get bombed
1: like multiple <laughs> times oh, I, like-
0: <laughs> I don't know about a bomb but I dropped a few f-bombs as well oh. <laughs> so um and so you're like you said you've had these injuries um has there been prevention from these injuries not happening though is there some? is there things that you do or you've realized that look i need to do this for this not to happen
1: yeah look i think i often my, i don't have the best biomechanics i've actually got atrocious biomechanics yeah. um And I think over the years, I've just had to learn and suck up that I'm not an athlete who can run 120K a week with all the distance guys and girls. And it's so easy to get sucked into that, I'll do more Ks and I'll run faster. And that's really not the case. So I've really had to, I guess, listen to Gunnar a lot because he's a big advocate for less Ks and higher intensity. So I really have just probably the most I would do is like 60K a week in the winter um, and then I just sort of substitute it with swimming and gym and all that sort of thing, so I guess that 's what i've learned, and that 's sort of I can sort my body can handle maybe four hard sessions a week, and then instead of doing the long runs i 'll go and do a long swim or something like that
0: yeah, and which is yeah. something that you guys have sort of nutted out over the last nineteen years, and you 've sort of got a formula that's pretty good
1: I think so yeah i don't know i've yeah. nutted out it's probably just. Gunner really telling me yeah, what to do yeah. me, me ignoring him and then getting injured and <laughs> and well, then him yeah. saying again, hey, I'm <laughs> probably right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I'm doing some swimming at the moment actually with the Masters guys in Devon okay, Park. Okay, great. Um, and that's been really awesome because I find swimming really, really boring. So it's nice to have a squad and a coach and that sort of thing to do some cross training with.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah. And what are some of your fondest running running experiences? Oh, I, mm-hmm. I know personally, one of my fondest times was the time when we'd do a road trip to Hobart. And <laughs> we had some, uh, some characters on the bus, you'd say. Um, I, I don't know about you. Is this, is this some of the stuff that you look back and go, that was pretty cool at the time? Or Yeah,
1: yeah even before you said that, that probably would have been my number one. So yeah. there numerous trips we went down in the minibus <laughs> yeah. um, with, I think, you and Davo and Brett Schipfling um, <laughs> <Yeah>. and Presto. <laughs> And Raylan and Karina. So just, yeah, yeah, I think those early days of athletics where it was very team-oriented and it was, I think you just learn so many life lessons from that and you, um, I don't know, I guess it's not all solely based on the result of the races either. So I think a lot of us went down there and probably had really rubbish races, but it was such (laughs) a great trip that no one really minded. Yeah, Um, And I think those sorts of experiences keep you in the sport.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, it's it's friends for life. It's people that you uh, are. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, I still talk to some of those people today, which is great. Yeah, it is. true. Yeah. Really and so you're really well known when the carnival season pops around. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, well, your name? You've uh, did you want to go through some of your carnival wins for the listeners? Oh
1: yeah. Um, yeah. The ones well, obviously, I think I won. I don't even know what year I won the gift in. Yeah. Um, Devonport gift, but. That was obviously a highlight. I think I was quite young, actually, so maybe 18 when I won that. Um, so that was a highlight. I think even more so than that, probably winning the 800s at Devonport. Um, so I've won the women's 800 there twice. Um, so that's been really fun. Um, also, the Bernie 400, I've won that three times now, and that's also a bit of a highlight too because that's quite a f- tough 400. So I usually finish off uphill and into a headwind, and it's usually a rip-roaring headwind yeah. at West Park. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm usually somewhere towards the back, and I quite like it back there because I can see the whole field and then just try and work hard up the hill um, over the last few metres. But, yeah, so they're probably some of the highlights. But really, I just love any carnival racing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a good vibe, I think, and it's really nice that everyone's sort of on par. Everyone's given a chance to win equally.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Bernie's a good one because you don't have lanes in Bernie, do you? So there's a bit of. No,
1: you don't, yeah, which is yeah. very good for 800 metre runners.
0: Yeah. Did you want to add a little bit more? How that unfolds? Like, so they come into the home straight and there's a lot of pushing and shoving, isn't there? Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there is usually. Yeah, I guess it gets pretty rough there. And if you hit, you need to hit that home straight because it's actually quite short. Um, wide because otherwise the people in the front are usually slowing down a bit um, particularly with the headwind so it does get a bit, gets a bit ferocious I suppose in the last yep. 50 metres but it's always a really good race. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and you mentioned you win at Devonport and you you were only 18 and mm-hmm. the crowds were really big back then. Mm-hmm. Did you probably realise how, how big an achievement or how special that was at the time or did you just go oh yeah I'm 18, I'll get a few more of those, was that how you sort of looked at it?
1: Um, I don't know. No, I had a good time winning that actually. Um, because like you said, back then falls wasn't on and the crowds at Devonport were huge. Yep. And so all of my school friends were there. Um, Nick has was doing the scoreboard. So when oh, I won right. instead of saying Nicole Perry, it had like noodles. Perry <laughs> as the winner. Oh, so great. <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah. all those little things. So, you yeah, know, it was really fun and I don't, I didn't think, Oh yeah, like I'll win a whole heap more. Yeah. Um, I think with the carnivals, any win you can get is great because you just never know what the handicapping is going to be like for the next year. So,
0: Perfectly yeah, no, it was yeah. very fun. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And uh, how did you get the name, nickname Noodles? Where does this <laughs> I come don't know, from? Actually. Oh, you don't know? Okay. No, not yeah. even a good story <laughs>
1: with that. Yeah. I think um, it started like in primary school, and it's just. Yeah. Followed me to the Gold Coast, to Cairns, and now back to Tassie. So, yeah, it's a nickname for life, I think. But, yeah, no good story. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and did you want to uh, talk about your time up at Cairns and, and how this came about? Because you went up there for dentistry, was that Yeah. That yeah. Mm-hmm. And so
1: I applied to for dentistry. I really wanted to go to Adelaide but didn't get in, so I ended up in Cairns. Um, and I wasn't stoked to be going there to start off with. I thought, oh, so far away, athletics is really rubbish up there. Uh, yeah. But it actually ended up being great. So I moved to a new place where I knew nobody. Um, so I was forced to make a lot of friends. And I started training with um, a lady called Jill Bolts, who actually represented England in the 10k at, at the Olympics. Oh,
0: wow. okay. um,
1: so she was coaching like a very junior squad. So I started training with her up there, which was really great. Um, socially, though, I probably I like training with people sort of around my same age. So not Far after that happened, I ended up starting up like a little just run club, I suppose, with most of the uni guys. Um, so suddenly there was a whole heap of dentistry students who were getting around with like Nicky P. Run Club singlets on. Um, and we ended up with sort of like 30 or 40 people in the run club and all oh, not wow. of a wow. super high standard. But there were some guys there who were actually quite quick. So that made training really fun. Um, so yeah, that was definitely one of my highlights of being in Cairns, I
0: suppose. Yeah. And yeah. uh, for anyone who knows Cairns, it's super hot. Uh, how did you cope with the training there? And what did you do? To...
1: Um, I actually loved the the heat up there. It was really nice. Obviously, the summer's not great. January to February is pretty awful and humid. Uh, but we just used to train early. So we'd be starting, I don't know, 6 o'clock maybe. We'd start running or definitely by 7. And you'd want to all be done by sort of eight thirty, nine o'clock because it was just way too hot. And then in the evenings, we'd usually start about 5.30. But yeah, look, I think you just had to suck up that it was going to be super humid. But I actually found that when I was racing, when I was in Cairns, I'd come down to Brisbane and race. And it was really easy to breathe because it wasn't as humid, but it was still hot. But yeah, so I feel like it kind of had, obviously not altitude type effect, but something similar to that, I suppose.
0: Yeah. And do you still keep in touch with those guys? today and are they still running as well
1: or yeah the run club's actually still going so after yeah after I left another guy took over as coach and now he's left and now there's another person who's taken over as coach so I'm still on their Facebook page and they're all still doing like a lot of fun runs and that kind of thing so Yeah. yeah
0: yeah great and did they all pass are they all dentists today
1: think so i think yeah. most have there's still some who are still getting through and a lot of them are in 50 now um yeah. but i'm sure they're all super smart so i'm sure that will be fine
0: great great yeah and now i want to touch on your dog your funny oh. dog um <laughs> you it's a bit of a training partner as well isn't he
1: <laughs> sometimes although he has difficulty running in a straight line sometimes
0: yeah <laughs> and he's got his own uh instagram page did you want to um he does yeah did you want to so sure the list is a handle so
1: they can follow Mo. Like, yeah. yeah? <laughs> so Mo, Mo's a Wimerana, which is like a big German grey hunting dog. Okay. Um, he's not well behaved. He's a nightmare really. <laughs> but he's nearly two and they say that he calms down at about three. So we've got about another 12 months to go. Uh, but his Instagram is Mo underscore V underscore grey. So if anyone feels like following Mo, then um, jump on there. Because I don't have my own Instagram. I'll just use his to do some um following of fashion labels and that sort of stuff
0: <laughs> and it's a really good follow as well uh you, you put up some really funny content which is uh, which is quite good to follow
1: there's usually of him trashing my house or my yeah. sofa or something
0: <laughs> oh, and um when you're not running what does your life look like what does nicole's life look like apart from looking into mouse yeah, yeah. Um,
1: what else do I do? Aside from that, walk mo, train mo, do a heap of shopping. So my real yep. obsession I think is fashion and clothes. So we're um, in the process of doing a big renovation on our house that we bought um, right. and the only real input I'm having into this is the size of the walk-in wardrobe <laughs> yeah, <I agree. laughs> and the rest That's of that. it I don't really care about. <laughs> so yeah, apart, <laughs> apart from running and teeth I'd say probably shopping is my real um, <laughs> um, Hobby,
0: I suppose. (laughs) Yep, yep, great. And uh, a lot of people would have uh, known your sister Carly, who was a as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's Carly up to these days? And is she still running as well?
1: Oh, yeah, Carl's is... She's not running, actually. She doesn't have any time. Um, So she lives in Brisbane, and she's a paediatric surgery registrar. So she went and did um, medicine and has just gotten on the program now to be a paediatric surgeon, I suppose, which is going to take her, I think, at minimum another six years before she's fully qualified. Um, But basically, she's obviously a surgeon for kids in Brisbane.
0: I could see her doing that. Yeah, she's super cute. She
1: loves all the kids. um, And they seem to really like her, so that's really nice. But running-wise, she still bangs out a pretty okay 5K. Like we did one in Hobart six months ago, and she still went, like, 20, just under 22 minutes yeah, wow. off,
0: okay. like
1: no training. So she's still, yeah, she yeah. still could run okay, but she just doesn't have any time, unfortunately. Fantastic. And you guys, yeah.
0: you guys are still quite close as
1: well? Yeah, we're super close, although um, via FaceTime at the moment, thanks to
0: coronavirus,
1: but yeah. usually um, we'd see each other every couple of months, which was, yeah, quite nice. Okay, great,
0: great. And where... Do you see the carnivals going? This is my next question. I know that you're, you're a bit, you love them. I love them as well. I, I'm probably yeah. really slow now as well, but no. But, but I love coming to watch, and and you yeah. and I know how good they are. Mm. Um, where do you see the future, especially with COVID nineteen going on and money's going to be tight and several things? Mm.
1: Yeah, coronavirus definitely hasn't been kind to the carnivals. I don't think. And, it's, I guess over the last 15 years, the carnivals have changed a lot, haven't they? Because there never used to be anything else for people to do. So that was always the thing to go to. But I suppose these days there's everything else on. There's falls, there's the taste. So they just don't get the crowds that they were getting. Um, and I don't think COVID is going to help that this year at all. I don't know um, how many carnivals we'll actually get to have. Hopefully we end up having something um, for people to go along to. But yeah, long term, I think we need... We still need the numbers. We need the young kids coming up through to actually race. And we need the older ones like us to still hang in there and run off the front mark or, yeah, or volunteer yeah, exactly. um, as officials or that sort of thing. Um, I think athletics just in general needs a lot more volunteer support, I think. Yeah. Um, particularly from people probably like our age, because you sort of finish your running and then you just drift out of the sport rather than keeping people involved.
0: Um, yeah. That's some really good points. Um, yeah, I should probably volunteer more. I, I mean, volunteer.
1: <laughs> Although you're doing some coaching, so that's good. Yeah, that's volunteering. Yeah, true, yeah.
0: true. That's true. good. But, it, but it's nice to pass on some, um, I don't know, I want to say wisdom, but it's not wisdom, just what I've learned. It's nice to, to yeah. share, it, share it with someone else as well.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess with carnivals as well, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, just with the mainland runners yes. being able to run as well, I can't see that happening anytime soon
1: no yeah that's true whether it just becomes a local event i don't know i wouldn't mind that
0: yeah yeah um and i thanks to the internet again which is an amazing (laughs) tool uh i've noticed that you've accumulated i think it's 14 or 15 state medals oh yeah right (laughs) something like that i think this is the database that athletes has mania Put together with Brian rather. Oh, that's
1: more information than what I know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So um, I'm just gonna go a few of these. One mm-hmm. that stands out is is a 210 at a state championships. Do you remember that race at all? Two, it was uh, fairly early on, so 2006, I think.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that is pretty early on. Um. Yeah.
0: Or is there any state championships that really? really stand out for you
1: probably the last few actually because i had while i was yeah. in Cairns, i had five years of not racing tassie states which was sad because i used to run the queensland one instead um but the last two state championships of, or last year i went down and did the 800 and the 400 and won both of those um the 800 wasn't in a great time but the 400 meters was still not a bad time um right. for me at this age so yeah that was probably a highlight um, yes. So, yeah, I think just the 800 championships and the 400s that I've won in the last few years are probably the highlight. Yeah. Um, I guess just to still be running fast-ish times 19 years down the track <laughs> is,
0: um, is nice. No, it's awesome. And like you said, like you're doing high-intensity training and that and that is really hard on the body. Um, it is. Yeah. So what does your recovery look like? You mentioned the pool when you're injured. Do you do, yep. and you do that as part of your fitness? Do you ride a bike as well or?
1: Oh, uh, I do. Yes. Mo, stop it. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I do, yeah, I do. That's Mo, everyone. Yeah, yeah he's just drinking out of my cup at the moment, which is really helpful. <laughs> um, yeah, I do do some bike riding. I don't ride on the road. I just ride a stationary bike. <laughs> I'm not yeah. skilled enough to go on the road, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but I just still do um, basically like leg type stuff, interval training on the bike as the cross-training cross type thing.
0: Great. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you've been running 19, 20 years. Mm-hmm. What is one piece of advice you'd give a newbie runner or someone who's been running for quite a while?
1: My newbie one would be don't be in a rush. <laughs> so,
0: yep. Exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: take your time. Like you don't, we want you to be in the sport for a long time. We don't want you to be the best in Australia like this year, um, so build up really slowly and just don't be in a rush. You'll get there eventually.
0: Great. That's an awesome answer. And, um,
1: and for the, what was the other one for the person who's been running for a
0: while? Yeah, yeah someone who's been
1: doing it for a while. Um, I would just say just make sure you still enjoy it, I think. Yeah. Um, I would, oh, what's my big suggestion for them? Maybe train in a group or a squad because I think training solo can be really lonely and you maybe lose your love of the sport doing that um yeah so that's probably my only real suggestion it's probably not anything groundbreaking
0: no but it's it's good suggestions i love how you mentioned um be patient and yes yeah we want these young kids yeah they might be good at 10 11 12 but we want them around in their 30s and 40s and still loving the sport that's right yeah 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 and are your thoughts it just should be fun at that stage you should try a bit of everything is that what you think as well
1: I think so, particularly really young. I think Aaron Humphrey would tend to disagree with me on this. (laughs) But, yeah, I think, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes kids, kids are pushed too much too early and then by the time they're sort of 15, 16, 17, or even into their 20s when we want them to really be running well at national level, they've just had enough. They've just been pushed for so long. Whereas I think if they start in team sports and that sort of stuff, they're still getting a lot of exercise in and there's plenty of time for them to do individual sports well later on.
0: Yeah. You've never seen a, an Olympic champion in grade four or. or no, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah it, should be, yeah. it shouldn't be sheep stations. I couldn't agree more. Um, no. Yeah. Have fun. I don't know. Just, yes. just enjoy yourself, which is what yeah. you want. Yeah. And what are some values that you, that you live by in your life?
1: Um, My main one would, probably be this probably applies more to when I went back and did dentistry Um, just pick pick something that you really want to do and work as hard as you can to achieve that I think I don't know that there's any real limit to what you can achieve if you work hard enough now that's probably obviously got its limitations I'm never going to be Usain Bolt no matter how hard I work (laughs) But, but I think most of the time if you work hard enough then you can achieve whatever you like both in sport and I guess academically as well or job wise
0: perfect awesome answer I couldn't agree more. I'm, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a total advocate for that. I just love running, and yeah. I just knew if you kept at it and patient, and consistent, you'll just improve gradually. Yeah, well,
1: that's right because you were quite a skinny little high school boy. Yeah, right? you didn't win that much, but by the time you got through to like college and even after that, you were
0: yeah, yeah, yeah heaps and
1: improved so much. And Gunnar said to you when you were young, like, don't be in a rush, line You'll, you'll get
0: yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, I think it was more like my voice needed to break as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but,
0: no, it's a, it's a perfect example. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this was Nicole Perry. This is the <laughs> Everyday Lions podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Thank you, Nicole.
1: Thanks so much, Lindsay. See ya. All
0: right, thank you. Bye. Awesome. listeners, that was Nicole Perry. I thank Nicole for her precious time and I wish her all the best with her marriage in January and any future children she has down the track. She'll make such a great mother and I think you'll agree she's such a bubbly person and an awesome personality. If you did enjoy this podcast please reach out to Nicole. Everyday Lions also offers eight week 12 week 16 week and yearly programs at affordable prices and if you'd like to buy any merchandise you can check out more information for these training programs at and the merchandise at www.everydaylions.org I have been Brian Lyons your host this is the Everyday Lions podcast and happy running